Hi, I'm Heather Bruschetti at the Business Council of New York State. I'm the president and CEO, and now I am the host of this podcast called Connect, the Business Council podcast. And welcome to another edition of the Connect podcast. I'm the communications director here at the Business Council. I'm Patrick Bailey. I'm filling in for Heather Bruschetti this week, and we have a very interesting topic at least that I think, and I think that a lot of our members and the general public will find interesting. We are talking with FEMA today. We're talking specifically uh, with Doug Heath. He is the regional manager and continuity of uh, the regional manager, continuity of operations for the Department of Homeland Security and FEMA Region 2. Of course, as you know, FEMA is broken down into regions, in case you didn't know. Um, region 2 consists of New Jersey, New York, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. So it's a very large region. And we have a lot to talk about today. So, Doug, I appreciate you coming on to, to talk about these important things. Patrick, thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're talking to FEMA here and it's like, you know, when you think of FEMA, you think of, you know, you see the commercials on TV and, and you hear the stories about FEMA aid going to municipalities. But uh, FEMA really impacts everybody, right? The, the homeowner right down to even the business owner. Absolutely. Absolutely. All, all disasters start locally. So, it, it, you know, it's important to remember that it all dials down to the uh, that actual house, that actual street, that actual town, and then right on up. So we really do our planning efforts with our partners in that regard. And FEMA, and, and we were talking about before we, we started this, really the big thing here is, is I guess if we could boil this whole conversation we're going to talk, to, uh, talk about today uh, and all the topics, it really boils down to communication. It actually does. Uh, and everybody could just take a minute. We're, we're so dependent on our cell phones, our iPads, everything. You know, what would we do if we can't use our thumbs to, to text message somebody? Uh, we're really reliant on that. But communications in meaning you know, the information and sharing of that information. And, you know, I, you know, I, I don't you know we don't want the private sector to be left out of that because we're a government entity. Uh, we do intersect with the private sector. So uh, communications in, in includes the sharing of information, which is why I'm glad I'm here. And, and FEMA is something that you, you never think about, right? Because you hope you never need uh, the resources. Um, but uh, there's so many different situations where FEMA is involved. So let's start with, with you and, and your region too. You're the, the continuity of operations, regional manager, continuity of operations. Uh, let's start with that. What is that? And what, what does that mean, continuity of operations? So continuity of operations basically is, uh, you know, as uh, Miriam Webster would say, what do you do when you can't continue your essential functions? What, what, what actions do you take? If something impedes you from doing what it is that you do, whatever that may be, uh, picking up the garbage, uh, you know, you, you own a retail store, uh, you're on a big government agency, whatever that is, there are essential functions, those things that are essential to you, those, those services that you provide, uh, those things that you provide. In, in, in the private sector, of course, uh, they have two uh, main things that are measurable. They have two metrics. They have the bottom line and they have competition, which is why uh, business continuity is, is important there. But really, that's the crux of it. Uh, I hate to use a pun, uh, you know, consistent with what's going on currently in the threat world, but what do you do when the lights go out? What do you do when the roof blows off? What do you do when you're impacted by a uh, pandemic? How do you continue to do your operations? Uh, so in, in FEMA Region 2, my responsibility are the programs and plans uh, for federal agencies that are mandated. So any federal agency is mandated to have a continuity of operations plan. Uh, and then we reach out to our state partners. That would be the state of New York to include New York City, the state of New Jersey, and then the U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico. Uh, and we try to really uh, keep those things in, in order and, and, and working uh, up to date with the latest and greatest through training and exercises. Uh, and ultimately to make sure that uh, we can continue uh, you know, government operations uh, in, in the event of something really, really critical or, or significant happening. Yeah. So, you, you know, you, 
you talk about communication and you said, I thought was interesting, what, what you do when, when the lights go out, right? Like, so, so say, you know, that, that storm comes, that, that hundred year storm comes, which by the way, apparently they're coming more and more, both in the, uh, the winter and, the, and in the summer, but say that comes and, and you're out of power and, and you know, it's going to be long-term. I think a lot of people's general reactions are going to be to get on their cell phone, right. And call somebody for help. Um, but in many cases, that cell phone may not work. Correct. And you know, those are things and that this isn't to scare anybody. I mean, and you, you use the good use the good example of a, of a storm. We've all been through that in this region. We get nor'easters, we get blizzards. We have a whole a plethora of things, you know, the, you know, right down to hurricanes. And we've had some tornadoes recently, which uh, are a bit concerning. We're not used to here. But, you know, th- th- that's a power added situation. What do we do when the phones don't work, when, when, when you know, our satellites are down or whatever? That's something that, uh, you know, we really have to delve into. And you'll hear a phrase a lot when you're talking technically, especially with continuities, redundancy. So redundancy is what is your backup? If your cell phone don't, doesn't work, what is it that you do? Uh, you know, oftentimes there is, there's no quick fix. So think about what you're capable of. Also think about what you're incapable of. What you're incapable of, you have to plan for, okay? And you have to understand that this may not be here. So what do we do in the meantime? Uh, There may be a certain amount of time that you're gonna be without that service or or without that link. So what do you do? Uh, And right now, the focus of this with the current threat is what's called a recovery time objective, how quickly we can get back up and running and get these things back back in order. Uh, in the meantime, you may be without comps for a while. And what is it that you do at the government level? That, that's, that, that, that's a different thing than it is for just the private citizen. But understanding that you may be without power, what are those things that you're going to need? What, what did, let's say it's 72 hours. And these are all just uh, hypothetical right now, scenarios that are being put out. You know, what would you do for 72 hours without your cell phone? Well, doesn't it make sense to think about that prior to it happening and trying to decide? Uh, you, you, you know, you can make sure that you're, you're in a position where you can walk over to your neighbor's house and have, that's a form of communication just because it's not fancy. Uh, they, you know, what do you have? What, what don't you have? Uh, you know, so there's a variety of different things. And then when you build out from there, where's the local firehouse, uh, local police department, as far as how do you establish that communications capability? You know, it's not going to be as convenient or as rapid as what we're used to, but that's what happens, you know, when, when you're in a time of trouble or you have some sort of uh, impact of a disaster. And we'll talk about your the, the community response team, uh, continuity response team, I should say, that uh, that you created in your region uh, in just a second. But it sounds like you're saying that maybe families and, and something I've never thought about. Now I'm a father, right? First time father, uh, 18 months. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And it's a fun age now. And I could go on for hours and hours. If you have kids, you probably know you could talking about your kids. But um, it's something that I never thought about, you know, it, when it was just my my wife and I and we were, you know, by ourselves and and living by the the minute. Uh, it didn't matter, right? If the lights went out, we would have just figured something out, but now you have a kid, right? And that's all. So it sounds like as families, um, it, it sounds like it's important for, again, this isn't something that, that happens every day, but you may want to be prepared about it or prepared for it. And it's something you may actually want to think about if you, if you uh, take a few minutes and actually do it since you do have families and, and little ones. And I, I have to endorse, and this is not a shameless plug. This is just something that, that that's, you know, just good idea, good business practice. Again, disasters are start from the locality up. You know, you know what you have in your town. You know what you have in your neighborhood. You know if you have a neighborhood watch. You know if you have a cert team. Uh, you know that you know if your PD's active, your fire department's active, whatever. You want to do something simple. If everybody who's listening wants to do something simple, and I, I refer to it myself, ready.gov. There's nothing wrong with going to ready.gov. Anything you can imagine that you think you may need as far as a family plan is in there. It's all been thought about. Does every? I mean, do you have to get down to needing a sewing kit? Well, that's up to you. But it's listed. 
You know, are you thinking about pillows? Are you thinking about your meds? Is everybody there thinking about having just a little bit of cash on hand, you know, in smaller denominations? Do you have fuel in your car? I mean, they really have done a great job at this outreach. Uh, it's also, you know, multi multilingual, uh, they're just, a, just a great resource and just some things. I mean, I've been in this business for 35 years. Some things I haven't thought about, you know, you just, or you just, you just assume that it's there. That's the one thing you're going to forget to have in a little duffel bag that's off to the side that you just, that you just want to have. What's wrong with going out and getting getting a case of water and just throwing it in your garage. I mean, there's really nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, and it, again, this isn't to scare people. It's just from an overall, you know, let's be prepared. We've been through this uh, a number of times with bad storms. We've lived through 9-11, uh, a good many of us who are old enough. Uh, you know, think about these things. The pandemic has taught us a lot. You know, think about, no one's been quarantined like that for a long time. So dial back into that. that that's a human experience. That's something that you lived and what, how it impacted you. What is it that you wanted? That What is it that you wish you had? I mean, those are all things you could just jot down and do now for yourself. So it's, you know, learning from, you know, feeling our way around and learning, you know, how to do certain things. You know, how did you communicate when you couldn't have people come over? You couldn't talk. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. Um, you know, so, so things to think about. We have solutions. Keep in mind, we're the federal government. Our solutions are 10,000 foot view. Uh, in region, you know, and for FEMA itself as an agency, we have to do things that work from Anchorage, Alaska to Aguadilla, Puerto Rico. That limits you as far as detail goes. But we do try to incorporate as much as we can and get into forums like this where we can share the message. So that's, that's what you can do from your personal standpoint is to, is to be ready. And then, as you just mentioned, FEMA is all over the country and, and all over the world uh, in you know, parts of the U.S. That, that you may not always think about. So um, let's talk about that. There's many regions and many, dist- uh, many makeups of FEMA. Uh, here in New York, FEMA Region 2, um, something you're very proud of, right? You created the, uh, the continuity response team, and it was so successful. They're using it elsewhere. Uh, let's, let's talk about that. What is that and what does that mean? So just if we can, you know, let, let, let's start with the basics. Everybody reads the news. Everybody uh, is aware of what's going on with the Ukraine uh, invasion. Uh, we know that there are things there. Uh, I'll give you some of the more, everything I'm going to talk about here, not to get too, you know, technical and, and, and you, know, uh, uh, you know, Jack Ryan type stuff, but everything we're going to discuss here is unclassified. It, 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 I'll just try to lend a little more detail, maybe a little more context as to the things that are going on. So the, the, the Ukrainian invasion, uh, of course, tragic, horrible. No one wants to see that, uh, you know, at all anywhere. We all feel, we all do. Uh, the, the main thing for the United States government is every uh, entity stays in its lane. Uh, FEMA being a consequence management uh, coordinator. That's what we do. If something bad happens, we, we handle consequence management. We pull the resources together from other federal agencies and we focus on what needs to be fixed. What does what's going on in Ukraine mean to here? Uh, sanctions. We all know that there are sanctions, some stiff sanctions, whatever. Again, from a FEMA perspective, what the hell are we involved with that for? Uh, the, the intelligence tells us, and we are FEMA is involved in briefings uh, daily, week, definitely weekly, if not daily. Uh, and if something comes up that are at the top secret level, uh, we, we you know there's there's a team of us that have clearance. We go in, we meet with the Department of Defense, the FBI, CISA, uh, uh, the, the DOD, you know whatever it may be, those entities, and we share intelligence. And why is that? Because it it it, it, it is good for FEMA to know uh, what the problems are going to be, so we can kind of focus the response. Uh, it, it's that simple. Cyber, cyber is the fir- is the number one advanced persistent threat. 
uh, to, to the United States. And that comes from a variety of different actors, but we're gonna focus on Russia for the moment. Uh, advanced persistent threat, what does that mean? Means advanced means it can do a lot of damage, okay? Persistent means it's been going on for a little while and threat is self-explanatory. So APT, uh, that so from cyber, from a cyber standpoint, we've been tracking this for a long time. What does that mean? Whatever we're tracking, is, does that mean that you're going to get malware, that you're, you're going to get your business is going to get infected? Yes, it does. Okay, that, 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 that could be considered a, an attack. But what we're looking at is significant. So a significant cyber attack, what does the word significant mean? It means there'll be a physical impact. Okay, so we look at power, we look at water, we look at transportation. All right, those types of things. Again, now we're starting to really kind of get into the FEMA world, if you know what I mean, consequence management. What do we do? What do we do if the Port of New York and New Jersey is impacted? What is that going to mean for the supplies coming out of it? Or what types of supplies are there? Okay, whatever. We've had something happen recently, Colonial Pipeline. If that had gone on for a few more days, what would that have meant to uh, to gas distribution? We saw how that impacted the East Coast. We have to think about those things like that because it impacts an entire region, not just region two, but nationally. So cyber, uh, the, the region energy is being discussed is because of some of the things, Pat, you brought up earlier. Uh, we don't have power and we don't have comms, all right? We lose communications and we lose power, cyber. So why are we looking at that? Let's say it dates back to where we have information going back to almost 2015, where there's been probes, where there's been activity in that sector. All critical infrastructure sectors in the United States are up at the highest levels watching their cyber stuff. We're just looking at from a historical perspective and why are we watching Ukraine? Because whatever they're doing to the Ukrainians, we're anticipating based on sanctions may happen here. The sanctions are going to the sanctions that we're giving the response from the Russians from the intelligence community is going to be reciprocal. So if there are financial, we're looking at financial institutions or banking who have very, very, very strong continuity of operations plans. If we're looking at a power type thing, the nuclear plants, uh, there, there are no threats to our nuclear plants here. We're looking at power disruption, not the physical plant itself. So if half the country or a quarter of, the, of Ukraine is powered by that nuclear power plant, what is that quarter of the country going to do without power? How would, a power uh, how would the power be impacted here? That's the intel component. So we get down to region two and we say, let's do this from worst case scenario. Let's say we do have an event such as this, that is cyber, that is very, very, very precise, that is very, very, very cascading in its effects. Now, how is that going to work? Let's start with, as FEMA Region 2, what are we going to do? No comms, no power. And what we did, and believe it or not, and there's tons of planning tools, and there's a million things you can, different types of models you can do on a computer. Uh, about six of us sat down in an office on a Saturday with a whiteboard, and we whiteboarded it. And we went back and forth and up and down, and this works and this doesn't work. I mentioned this phrase before, incapability is just as important as capability. If you can do it or if you can't do it, you need to know what you can't do when lights are out, okay? We worked through that. We came up, came up with some basic foundation of, of how FEMA Region 2 itself was going to respond. So the continuity of FEMA Region 2, what would that take to get us back on our feet should this happen? Uh, in the world of emergency management, for those of you out there, self-deployment is a no-no. You don't do that. That's why the instant command system was created. Uh, you do not self-deploy. You get orders. You're specifically directed because that's how response is controlled. This is a time where there's a team of people in FEMA Region 2, 40 so of us, that have 10 different locations that we are going to respond if certain conditions exist. We have limited warning, which is, so let's say we, we planned it for an hour or less, where we just get a text message that says, report to your site. We have an incident that happens where we have limited communications. So it's not our traditional emergency notification system. It's not our deployment tracking system. It's a phone call from an authorized individual saying to report. Or worst case scenario, we have an incident or event caused by cyber that causes power and comms to go down. 
We have uh, our people have been issued, issued satellite phones. Don't get crazy with the satellite phones. I can explain that as well. Uh, we call a certain number. And if we can't make contact, we go without further instruction to our assigned sites and we begin to work. So it okay? sounds like and, and it sounds like you need a breath there. Um, so yes. it, it sounds like you have and, and it, maybe this is just a, a common sense question, but you have different responses, obviously, for what's considered a cyber attack, which may may, may not necessarily impact me as a homeowner um, in, in the immediate future. Um, as opposed to what we talked about, and again, what you generally um, associate FEMA with, with would be a storm and power out power outages. Yes. So it, it, we have what everything that we do, and this response is, is again from zero hour is built into an all hazards plan. So it's every hazard and what 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 steps we would take once we were in, once we were capable of responding. The difference here is FEMA Region Two has to stand up first. Okay, we have to get somewhere, get some people somewhere and say, okay, situational awareness, what do we have? And then start to talk to our federal partners. So this isn't to the homeowner, but it is regional. So this is impacting everybody. So if it's, you know, central New Jersey, if it's upstate New York, up in Buffalo, whatever it may be, we're going to be responding to this. If it's worst case scenario and it's New York City, what does that mean? And, uh, and if it, it is cyber, and that means I can't get access to my funds, for example. Um, yes, FEMA is not the first person I think of calling, but you may also, but you are also by the sounds of it, at least on the front lines of trying to figure out what the heck just happened and how to fix it. So th this is where the intersection is. If we have those fed federal entities, we'll be talking with banking and transportation and, you know, fuel and making sure, okay, so what's everybody's status? If everybody's doing what we're doing, we're getting that those key people in place to say, what is FEMA's status? Okay, we, we're capable of doing this, this, and this. Who can we contact? Uh, FEMA headquarters, and we can get in touch with what we call our emergency support functions. Those are very other important federal agencies to a response. Can, who can we get in touch with? Then what can we do based on that? And we build the capability out, understanding that we're, you know, we're, we're hoping that the private sector is, is really, you know, working on getting that recovery time uh, down to as quick as we can and comms are going to be back up and running. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, think of it almost as like an active shooter. You have to be doing something. You can't just have idle time. There's something productive that you can be doing. And the first thing is FEMA can't go running out the door until we have our feet underneath us. So this is a, this, this is a plan with which to do that, to get FEMA organized, to start getting the information in, to figure out which of those important federal agencies we can get in contact with and start building out. The important agencies also include our states, the states of New Jersey and New York, New York City. Where are you folks at? What do we have? What's our current situation? What types of resources now can we start sending to start, you know, turning lights back on, for lack of a better way of putting it? So that's that's the cyber. Uh, and, and you just mentioned that what's going on in Ukraine is um, most likely to us. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like we're, we're more of a cyber threat, obviously, right now. Um, than a, a physical attack. Uh, with that said, so that's kind of the cyber side of it. Um, you talk about communication being the number one issue. Uh, and that sounds like it's no matter what, right? Whether it's a cyber attack, uh, a 9-11 type incident, uh, or a storm. It sounds like communication um, is going to be kind of the essential function of all of this. Because again, all of a sudden, I don't have access to my bank, or I don't have access to my lights. You're going to get a million calls, right? Yes. Yes. So it, it, it's what are, what are the priorities? And that's going to be based on the situational awareness. So where where is the damage most? You know, in a storm situation, we try to you know, obviously that's where you're going to send your resources. Where are the, where are they most needed? But, you know, instantaneously, 
uh, that it, to reestablish communications to the area, getting power lines back up, and th- is a priority. So what you know th- th- that includes what roads need to be cleared. So what assets do we need in those places? And the challenge with cyber I, in, in this scenario is it's so precise and it's it, 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 it's it's as flexible as as it is as it is precise. If that makes any sense, they can kind of put it anywhere. You know, a hurricane, you kind of have an idea where a landfall is going to be. You preposition and you do what you have to do. Snowfall, same thing. Uh, but you know, like with the financial institutions, who again, their continuity plans are very, 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 very strong. We still have to have that electronic connectivity for most of that stuff in order to be able to do it. You know, that's why we're recommending people have some, you know, low denomination cash on hand. You know, if you do have to go out and you, you, there, you know, you can get to the store, pick something up, you know, think about those post-storm things as things become uh, more available. But there also may be that time frame in between that, you know, the services just aren't there. And we've seen that. We've seen that with blizzards. We've seen that with hurricanes. Uh, you know, where you just you can't access stuff. You just you just have to you have to hunker down for just you know a time until things can start to bounce back. So, who's in charge? What's the plan? Uh, what does continuity mean here? And, and that means that, by the sounds of it, it means that no matter what the plan is, as long as you have continuity and the right people at the right places, you can execute this plan. Yes. So uh, it, continuity is something, you know, it, in typical federal government fashion, we put a lot of acronyms on stuff and do whatever, you know, continuity is just, it, it, we do it every day. We figure it out. If this road is closed, you go a different way. You know, it, it's, okay. it, it, it's really just, so don't get, we don't have to get hung up on fancy terms and whatever. It's again, starting building for the individual person. We all do it. So just, you know, plan for certain things. Uh, if in my mind, you know, being a homer for, for continuity, I, we are asking that all of our federal agencies and partners have their continuity plans up to date. Uh, they, they have their communication plans done saying, well, in continuity, we're focused in, in, in this regard, let's say on four on four general areas. Leadership. Do you have, what leadership do you have? Do you have people in place to make the decisions who can contact each other and work back and forth? Uh, you know, are they accessible or are they there to do it? Staff, do we have our accountability and also do we have staff to do things? Communications we have we have talked about as well. And what's the status of our facilities? You know, do you have, you know, if you have alternate facilities, do they have power? Can you go someplace else that does have power? We've seen that with blackouts. You go one town over and you can utilize, you know, all their stuff there. So what are those redundancies? What are those things that we have? Uh, again, very, very important. And, you know, to use 9-11, which, you know, oftentimes is overused for things. But think about a local disaster. One of the biggest challenges we have responding is everybody wants to help. The important thing is to stay in your lane. And FEMA stays in its lane by being the coordination of consequence management. So the bad things that are happening, how are we managing those bad things that are happening? We're not investigating. I mean, to be honest with you, and I'm just being blunt, we don't care who did it. Okay, we really don't. Uh, You know, actually how they did it really doesn't matter to us. The big thing for us is what's missing, what's damaged, what can, how, how can we get our resources together so, so they can so they can be you know, directed in the, in, in the right manner. And I think having these conversations and really looking at some, you know, you know not to be a doomsday person, worst case scenario stuff is, is a good way of doing it. So, you know, hopefully it's not that bad and we don't, we don't have to go down to, you know, being without power or comps for longer than we think. So really that's, that, that, that's really FEMA's approach is from the consequence management standpoint. So kind of put a bow on this. It sounds like, you're prepared on your end being FEMA. We've told the people to be prepared on their end for anything that can happen. And as of right now, in, in the first week of March, um, obviously what's happening in Ukraine is, is awful. Um, but as far as its impact here in, in this specific region, uh, it doesn't sound like there's not anything imminent just yet. And obviously you have things you kind of can't talk about. And we, we you can talk about the unclassified thing, or excuse me, the, yeah, the unclassified thing. So um, is that accurate? 
Yes, yes. And it was, do we, do we, we all have reason for concern. Right. Well, no, and I'm not trying to scare anybody either, right? I don't want to be. No, that. no, that's I, I, I'm, I, what my, an excellent point, Patrick. I mean, what, in two months, we're going to be telling you the same things about power and communications for a hurricane. All right. I think everybody, while we have your attention, is listening because this is something we haven't seen in quite some time, this type of aggression. And I'm not going to get into the political side of things. That's not my place. But, you know, we, we have reason for concern here because, you know, we have been told if something is going to happen uh, in the continental United States and, and, and our assets, uh, chances are it's going to be some sort of cyber incident. OK, that, 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 that's just what the intelligence says over the years. That's what we're looking. So it's being closely monitored. We would not be we would not be doing our jobs if we didn't. And as of right now, there, there's nothing saying that's going to happen. It's imminent. Nothing like that. But it's prudent for everybody to think about it. And, you know, think about some of the little things you can do on your end, what your business is doing, uh, what your company is doing, no matter how big or small, what your community is doing. And that's really just so we're all on the same page. And we're all, you know, everybody has, you know, heightened alert. And we're paying attention and we're watching and we're listening. Uh, should anything come out, obviously, any kind of uh, uh, information that we can get out, then, you know, specifically or whatever, we will certainly do. But in the meantime, we just want to be make sure that we're ready, which is not a bad place to be just as a normal course of business. Well, Doug, I appreciate you coming on. And FEMA has a lot going on. And, and, and what you just we just talked about for 25 minutes was, was great. And I'm sure there's other topics that we can talk to FEMA about in the future. And we'd like to do so, whether that's with you or somebody else. But um, again, it's one of those organizations that you just you don't think of because generally you don't need them. And it's a great thing if you don't need them. And we don't mind that one bit. Just everybody, please, uh, you know, stay aware and stay safe out there. I appreciate it. Again, it's Doug Heath. He's the Regional Manager, Continuity of Operations, Department of Homeland Security, and FEMA for Region 2, which is here in New York, New Jersey, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Doug, appreciate it, and thanks for keeping us safe, and take care. Thanks, sir.